Hello, my family, and welcome back to the Mind and Body Alignment Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Roberts, and I'm so grateful to have you here on this journey as always. And this is your place for all things in the physical and mental health sphere. We talk about everything in terms of nutrition, fitness, mental health, spirituality, business, all types of things, honestly. Anything that's going to help you gain awareness to help you become that ideal best version of yourself, we are talking about it. And I just want to say thank you for being here. If you are new, please consider subscribing so you can stay updated with new episodes. And if you are returning, I really would love if you could give me a rating in the podcast app, five stars. And if you want to give a review, that would mean the world. Seriously, it will help me reach more people. And my only goal here is to help others. So if you want to pass that along to the next person, you can do that by just hitting five stars and leaving a review. Thank you so much. And if you want to know a little bit more about me, I am personally a life coach, nutritionist, certified personal trainer, and I have my online business Um, mind and body alignment where I do coaching of all sorts and um, it's been such an amazing journey for me I love it I've really been able to help so many women become the best versions of themselves by minimizing burnout by improving hormonal systems getting healthier, losing weight, building muscle, um, you name it. And it's been such a humbling experience since I started doing this two years ago. And I just want to continue to spread my thanks and gratitude, not only to my clients, but my previous clients and future clients. If you are interested in joining the team, we have a wonderful group chat. We have Uh, plenty of resources for you to get healthier, to become the best version of yourself, and um, learn the habits that are going to cause a beautiful impact on your overall health, but not only in you, but in the people around you, because really what I think the beautiful thing about a health journey is, is the ripple effect it has on the rest of your family members, or your significant other, your partner, whatnot. So thank you again. And if you're interested in joining, I do have a link to the application in the um, show notes. And you can also find me on Instagram at mind.body.alignment. However, I might change my username and make that like a separate business page or something. I don't know. It's kind of confusing and a mouthful. Anyways... Today, oof, I am on day five of no caffeine. That's right, day five. Ba-dum-bum. 
yo, I, I can't even believe, I never thought I would say that. I've never considered, never once questioned my caffeine consumption. I always thought it was fine and normal and never something I could ever consider giving up because it was just something I was raised into. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense of blaming my family because no, it actually, I don't even blame them because my dad didn't drink coffee and my mom was pretty much only drinking tea for the most of my childhood. But when I was diagnosed with ADHD in, when I was like 14, 15, that is when I actually started drinking coffee a lot more because doctors recommended on top of taking 50 milligrams plus of Adderall a day, I should be going to school with coffee because if it's hard for me to focus, then I just need coffee and stimulants to help me focus. And that actually spiraled into a daily consumption of both Adderall and caffeine for me for years. And I've been off Adderall for a while now because I knew it had bad effects on me but I never really thought I could give up the coffee and I never really considered that as being a part of just any symptoms that I experience if you know me you know I experience insomnia anxiety among a lot of different things and um so I never really thought that caffeine might make it worse because I was kind of conditioned to think that I was okay and that not only was it okay but it's normal and it's it's a good thing to be drinking that kind of coffee every day you know there's Dunkin on every corner in the northeast of the USA and if you know you know and you can just get coffee at any on any road pretty much so i think i went the last 12 years drinking coffee daily and so my lord (laughs) i'm so amazed at just kind of coming into the realization that maybe I should see what happens when I don't drink it and let myself withdraw and go through that because I've experienced withdrawal symptoms before from caffeine but it's only when I don't drink coffee till like 1 p.m and then I finally cave in and I have coffee because I can't deal with the headache um any substance that creates that psychological and physiological dependency is concerning to me because that's not me operating in my natural state that's not me being able to have full control over my physiology through nutrition and fitness it still makes me dependent on an outside substance to make me feel better and a a substance it is a drug 
So that's food for thought for any coffee drinkers here. I actually, in my head, I think that I know a lot of people who didn't have as much of a coffee problem as I did. And I didn't even think I had a coffee problem, but I tend to know a lot of people who like weren't big onto big into it as I was. Um, every morning I need my coffee. Like I was that stereotypical meme. My brother used to always joke about it with me. Like, don't talk to me before I have my morning coffee. He would say that to me every morning when I was 19. And I wish I had understood why I was so cranky in the morning and why I didn't want anyone to talk to me as a 19-year-old until I drank my coffee because I had already been four years of an addict to this substance. I needed to have that nice peace and quiet with my warm cup of joe made just the way I like it nice and hot and it was like a feeling of euphoria after the first sip of just like peace finally peace and it just seems so normal to me because it's such a popular part of our culture it's actually the most it's the most widely used drug worldwide and it's a huge industry it's one of the leading industries in the world at billions of dollars about this um, consumers spent about 74.2 billion dollars on coffee in 2015 and the total economic impact of the coffee industry in the United States in 2015 was $225.2 billion, which is actually about 1.8% of the total U.S. gross econ- gross domestic product. It's responsible for about 1.6 million jobs in the U.S. economy, and the industry generates nearly $28 billion in taxes. So there is such an economic motivation for there to be lax legislation and regulation on this drug because it is so, so profitable. I never really considered that maybe there was a negative motivation behind it, but the way I see it, if you have people dependent on a substance, then they're consumers for life. And that's how I was. It was in my monthly budget, drinking coffee out, drinking, <laughs> buying coffee to drink in my home. Like that has always been in my budget and I've always been a consumer of it, but I didn't really understand the physical dependence that it was creating for my body. And the reason why I suddenly started deciding to myself, like, maybe I should, maybe I should consider my caffeine intake is because I was actually experiencing some hormonal symptoms that were concerning to me. And I was wondering how I got there because I have such a good diet. I eat so well. I rest plenty 
with my workouts, I, I take plenty of rest. I do t- have the tendency to overtrain sometimes, but I was experiencing symptoms like just horrible period, irregular appetite, um, just very, very irregular appetite, um, which is a sign that you're in a sympathetic nervous state, which is your fight or flight response. And my hair was kind of starting to fall out a bit. Um, getting acne. My acne has been so bad, like worse than I've ever seen it since I was like 15 when I started drinking coffee actually and started taking Adderall. I have not seen my skin get so bad as it has the last few months and I just had like just an awful period, awful bloating. I was like, how am I having such a bad period? Like I'm eating so well. I don't drink, I don't do any drugs, it makes no sense, and I'm also, I struggle with insomnia, and that has been a huge struggle for me over the last few months, as my acne has been bad, as this hair falling out thing has gotten worse, and it's not like disgusting or anything, it's just like concerning to me, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so all this started coming up and I feel like I was doing everything I could in terms of managing my health, taking all my supplements, doing cardio, drinking plenty of water, trying my best to go to sleep, but I couldn't really go to sleep. And then when I just suddenly landed on caffeine in my head, I was like, hmm, let me just, like, I'm on my period anyways, I'm miserable let me just try and cut out caffeine. Upon doing more research, it's actually it's recommended that you cycle off caffeine on your period because it can make contractions worse and it can actually amplify um, symptoms of any PCOS or endometriosis, which is what I thought I was showing signs of PCOS. So I was really concerned, just decided to cut it out cold turkey and I don't know if I should get into the plus signs first the plus the positives the pros but I mean I track my sleep on my apple watch and I had the best sleep I'd had in months months I went to bed on time kind of I slept throughout the night, I had dreams, yeah, it was quite amazing, although (laughs) woke up with a headache, so it wasn't very worth it, it was very groggy, but the fact that I was able to sleep was a sign to me that this is something I need to really consider, because my sleep has been so bad, and I just don't seem to agree with the whole concept that you just have to live with it because it's genetics. I personally feel we have the power to upgrade our DNA through epigenetics. It's some it's research that um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has worked on, and I don't agree with all his principles, so to say, but I do agree that with epigenetics that we do have possibility to pretty much 
like turn on our good genes and caffeine is just such an inhibitor of that I didn't realize like that this was probably something that I should I should look into um research has also connected caffeine to relief from headaches and that's why they put it in excedrin um however I'm wondering if caffeine is causing the headaches you know like it's just very questionable because the research isn't always reliable studies that come out just are funded by multi-billion dollar companies like coca-cola which obviously has an interest in publishing research that is showing the benefits of caffeine So I'm just a little bit shook in terms of how integrated it is into our economy, our global economy, our daily lives, our consumer habits, our physiology. I'm just a little shook. (laughs) So definitely a stimulant. So we have to be aware of that and It actually has a lot of effects on the brain and nervous system um, because it does activate your sympathetic nervous system, which activates your fight or flight response. It puts you in a state throughout the day where you are constantly in a state of emergency without realizing it. And that's probably why you're able to get more things done is because you're putting your body into a stress hormone response consistently throughout the day. And holy crap, like I don't want to live in my stress response. I really don't. And that's why I took all of this into consider into consideration is because I genuinely believe through my own experiences that when you can calm the central nervous system and you can get yourself back into a parasympathetic state, that's when your um, digestion becomes better, your sleep is way better, your overall mood is more relaxed, and you're just feeling overall way more amazing hormones are functioning as they should rather than pumping out cortisol and starting a whole cascade of hormones being set off in your body along with like norepinephrine and epinephrine which gets set off in your fight or flight response along with cortisol so there's a lot of reasons why you know caffeine might not be great Um, I have not really experimented with cycling on and off coffee. I'm sure that a little here and there every few days, not terrible, not the end of the world, obviously, but for someone like me who is a religious coffee drinker, um, there was definitely a dependence on it and I didn't really question it because it's legal and it's okay, um, you know, as long as I'm not doing, like, drinking a whole lot of alcohol and I'm working on improving my sleep, I'm not doing drugs or anything, like, I figure I'm pretty good, right? Like, I've got my life together. No, this is, like, the missing piece for me because my insomnia has been such a struggle for me for years. And if this is what 
helps me finally sleep, then I'm probably going to never drink coffee again in my life, honestly. Um, Or at least maybe just do decaf. I don't know. So some of the symptoms um, that get turned on or that occur when your brain turns on your sympathetic nervous state. You start to experience symptoms like dizziness, feeling shaky, having headaches, increased blood pressure, nervousness, anxiety, a racing heart, or other kinds of heart abnormalities, which can cause long-term health issues to your heart. Um, It also causes trouble with your sleep. What I also learned is caffeine has a half-life of six hours. So when you drink coffee, you might be feeling the effects for six hours, but it can actually still be staying in your system for a total of 12 hours. So what I'm finding is I don't think I ever fully was operating without it fully in my system. And that's kind of scary for me to think because think about it. If you are drinking coffee at like 8 a.m. like I was drinking at 7 or 8 a.m. Having my next cup at like 11, I was having like two to three cups a day sometimes because I just enjoy it. I like the taste. It's not even about the effects sometimes. I enjoy the taste. Um, So I was having it maybe at 11 and that means up until like five i'm still feeling the effects of it and for me what i was also experiencing is like it was causing a dopamine trigger in my brain which means well dopamine is the neurotransmitter that is associated with um reward and pleasure so you get a hit of dopamine whenever you check like social media or watch a youtube video or um, do something online or um, there's so many ways you can get a dopamine rush honestly Um, it could some people get it through drugs some people get it through um, rewarding themselves with drinks or going out for something or with food huge huge reason um, why people struggle with binge eating disorders because of the dopamine imbalances um So, for me, it was causing, like, irregularities in my thought process because once it would wear off, I would, you know, go on my phone. I I couldn't focus anymore, especially when I was doing a lot of schoolwork last semester. It would wear off around, like, 5, and I'd have to go without caffeine, and that's when I would that's when I would start my studying. I wouldn't drink caffeine because it affected my sleep so much. I figured if I drink it in the morning, that's okay, but not at night. Um, but then at night, I would just like, I felt like my brain kept turning on new circuits when I was trying to fall asleep. And that's like the dopamine rushes um, or just the imbalance of chemicals in your brain. And I know that, you know, this is pretty vulnerable for me to share because not a lot of people are willing to talk about, like, the chemical imbalances that they're experiencing. 
Um, but I really do believe that all of the substances that we intake do cause some sort of effect one, one way or, or another on a chemical level cellular level and so we have to be very aware of what we're putting into our bodies because you know this culture will just say fuck it do what you want do what you want and there's no repercussions but there are truly severe repercussions um, for becoming addicted and reliant on any kind of substance whether it is you know like an addiction of some sort or if it's like uh, like caffeine or whatever it is reliance on anything to achieve that dopamine rush and that pleasure it really um, actually negatively impacts your ability to be productive and sustain pleasure through being productive because otherwise you're just looking for the next best thing the next best thing to get you that rush to get you that that reward that immediate temporary pleasure So it just, oh my gosh, I'm just nerding out about this because it's just this society is so addicted to dopamine and it's just crazy how caffeine is fueling that addiction. Um, If you were wondering a little bit about how much a cup of coffee has in terms of of milligrams of caffeine, um, a regular caffeinated beverage has about 80 milligrams of caffeine per cup and as I said that has a half-life that can still last you into the afternoon so your st- your body's still physically experiencing the effects of the caffeine for up to 6 to 12 hours so it's important to recognize that even chocolate has caffeine has like milk chocolate has 10 milligrams of caffeine in it Um, but what I thought was funny is when I was doing my research, I looked into, I literally just did a Google search because I like to think about research in terms of what the average American would probably type into Google and talk about it from there. Um, but I typed in caffeine intake per per day and I got a response, the first one first hit from mayo clinic good old mayo clinic always looking out for your health not ever making you think that you're dying from a disease or have cancer nope mayo clinic our trusty government source (laughs) that always has the best interests of our public health anyways they recommend about 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be safe and most healthy for adults. If you were wondering, they also go on to say that's about four cups of brewed coffee or 10 cans of cola or two energy drinks a day. So they're saying that you could have 10 cans of cola a day and be okay. Not to mention cola has like what 45 grams of sugar in one can (laughs) so if you were to have 10 cans that's 450 grams of sugar ew oh my god like are they think we're dumb and you know what i'm gonna say mm, a lot of people are that is the 
first hit that comes up, they recommend 10 cans of Coke. That's 40, 450 grams of sugar a day, roughly. Oh my God. And I mean, that's my biggest problem because that just perpetuates further diseases like um, coronary heart disease or diabetes or anything like that. Definitely diabetes type 2. Um, just not a good combo. But on top of that, 400 milligrams is kind of excessive, don't you think? Like, I think if one person has a cup of coffee a day, that's pretty balanced, right? That's 80 milligrams of caffeine. They're recommending like 400. They're not, okay, so I'm going to just say they're not recommending, but they're saying that about up to 400 milligrams is okay. That is not okay. That is not normal. And now, now that I know this, now that I've done this research and I'm actually like super invested in this, I think back to like previous relationships when I, you know, dated moody men and how I just like have to forgive them for being so, they're addicted to caffeine. Like there's so many men that I had dated because I was too. So, you know, you are kind of what you attract, but it just is not a good recipe for success and they also recommend that women who are pregnant to limit their caffeine to less than 200 milligrams per day i actually am now convinced that if you're pregnant you shouldn't have more than 100 milligrams per day you should honestly be within the 50 to 80 range no more especially when you're growing a baby this is a drug we're talking about. You know, you want to minimize that tolerance. So that is a lot of information that I'm just nerding out about. Um, if you want to know more about the withdrawal symptoms, I got you. And they have been pretty rough. Today is actually the first day, so it's almost like five days. No, today is five days since I cut it out. Um, I don't know what my life will look like going forward or if I will sustain this. Um, I'm just giving you guys the information, giving you my experience so you can make your own educated decisions. Um, but withdrawal symptoms, um, after using it for a long time, it can be really challenging to wean off of it because your body becomes physically dependent on it. It helps you it helps you poop, it helps um, you find energy to get through your work, and a lot of people are using it before they do anything because they just can't find the motivation to do it on their own. And so that it just creates this psychological addiction to thinking you need this substance to do anything in your life um, when that's just not the case. Sometimes it's just discipline and motivation. Um, but yeah, so symptoms of withdrawal can last anywhere for two to seven days. Depends on the person, depends on the addiction. And um, I watched some videos from some people who said they literally took a whole week off and were still experiencing symptoms after a month. Um, luckily, like I'm still experiencing low-key symptoms, but I feel better today. So I'm hoping that after seven days, I can feel healthy and normal again. 
But these withdrawal symptoms include headaches, um, fatigue or drowsiness, which I can say both of those I experience, nausea, anxiety or irritability. Don't wouldn't say my anxiety was so bad, but I did have really bad anxiety on Thursday, and that's when I decided to stop because I was just having a whole bunch of anxious symptoms along with hormonal symptoms with my period, and I was just kind of scared at what was what I was feeling in my body, and just something didn't feel right. Um, you can also experience like sweating, um, which I experienced last night actually, uh, along with a headache dysphoric, um, depressed mood or irritability, as I already mentioned, irritability, um, a lot of difficulty concentrating, and flu-like symptoms. I would also argue it also can cause an increase in appetite or decrease in appetite um, because I experienced an increase in appetite. I could not control my eating and I am paying for it, but I feel better now, so I'm really happy and blessed for that, but dang, guys, that is so heavy, and something to consider if you have any kind of, like, addiction to coffee, or you just depend on any kind of pre-workout or caffeine of any sort, it might be doing more harm than good, And I truly believe that we have so much potential as humans to tap into an unlimited energy source uh, within us. Uh, We can be abundant in energy when we are taking care of all of our basic health markers, like getting enough water, getting enough sleep, managing our stress, um, managing our workload, doing things that we're passionate about, setting more boundaries in our lives, um, getting enough sunlight and vitamin D, multivitamins, eating a balanced diet, um, healthy diet, and exercising. There's so many things that can help optimize your potential as a human, and caffeine is like just a cop-out, honestly. Like, think about it. It's just basically only helping you unlock like 70% of what you can achieve whereas without any kind of substance you could get more out of life that's just a um, like mind-blowing to me mind-blowing to me i had to get some water um yeah so if you consider you know taking a detox week or going off for a few days or if you've experienced this detox before let me know your thoughts i want to have this conversation i think it's important and i'm thinking about maybe like bringing on um someone to talk to me about ptsd and coffee as well very interesting perspective that this girl shared with me that it actually um people use coffee as a way of coping with PTSD, but it actually has effects of like bringing you back to that pre-traumatic state, which is really interesting. And holy crap, I'm just, there's so much on this topic and I can't help but think that this 
world is full of addicts this country is full of addicts of some sort and i just i really pray for them and i pray for myself i pray i am included and i just want to live my life not addicted to anything and so i'm moderating anything i can in my life the phone work everything but let me know your thoughts i'm super interested to hear what you think and um, again guys thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode feel free to leave a review Um, it really helps me and let me know what you want to hear more about by DMing me on Instagram. And again, if you're interested in coaching, I would love to have you on board. Feel free to apply through the description or sorry, the show notes (laughs) description box. I think I'm on YouTube or something, but I'm not. Um, so yeah, show notes and I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you.